Short on time? We've got you covered. Welcome to the 5-Minute Torah, where you can digest big thoughts on the weekly Torah portion in about 5 minutes. If you enjoy this teaching, please share it with your family and friends. This week's 5-Minute Torah commentary is called, We Are a Part of God. The word from which we derive the name of our Torah portion, Ha'azinu, comes from the very first word of the Torah portion. In English, it means give ear, an idiom that means literally listen carefully. This is the opening line of the Song of Moses. It's called the Ha'azinu in Hebrew. Moses says he is teaching Israel this song to, quote, call heaven and earth to witness against them. This is Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 28. Why does Moses call heaven and earth to testify against Israel? Before the detailed creation of man, Genesis 2-4 proclaims, these are the generations of the heavens and the earth. As we've discussed in previous five-minute Torah commentaries, the Hebrew word behind the word generations is toledot and can equally be translated as an offspring. Humans are uniquely the offspring of both God, heaven, and physical matter, earth, having been made of dust, animated with the very breath of God. Because of this, Moses calls both heaven and earth to be witnesses against their, quote, children. However, there's one aspect of this relationship that is emphasized a few verses later. Deuteronomy chapter 32 verse 8 and 9 reads, When the Most High gave to the nations their inheritance, when he divided mankind, he fixed the borders of the peoples according to the number of the sons of God, but the Lord's portion is his people. From these verses, our sages derive the concept of the 70 nations corresponding to the number of people who went down to Egypt with Jacob. Check out Genesis chapter 46, verse 27. Throughout the scriptures, the number 70 is used to represent the nations of the world outside of Israel. And although verse 9 seems to simply be a statement that Israel is distinct from those 70 nations and belongs to the Lord, there's a more mystical reading that we should explore. In the original Hebrew, this text reads, Ki Hashem Amo which is translated, but the Lord's portion is his people. However, there's neither verb nor preposition in this sentence. This is because many times both verbs and prepositional phrases are implied in Hebrew rather than being explicit, as is the case here. If we were to translate it hyper-literally, it would read, quote, for portion Lord his people. It doesn't make any sense in English. In Hebrew, however, this ambiguity gives us the flexibility to translate the passage in a few different ways. A classic Hasidic interpretation of this text translates it more literally to say, but a portion of the Lord is his people, or more explicitly, the Lord's people are a portion of him. In other words, God's people are not just his creation, but they're actually a component of him somehow. First, there's the fact that each human being is infused with the very breath of God as we discussed earlier. We carry within us a portion of the divine that gives us life. Second, before the creation of the universe, physical matter, and even time itself, nothing existed except God. God simply was, and he was everything. Therefore, anything that was created not only has its origin in God, but its entire matter is somehow a transformation and extension of God's very being. That's a very big concept, but one that our sages have discussed at length. 
Passages such as Isaiah's proclamation, the whole earth is full of his glory, Isaiah 6.3, undergird this concept. Another aspect of this interpretation is a bit more challenging. In Psalm 82.6, the Lord says, You are God's sons of the Most High, all of you. This is a difficult verse and can quickly be misunderstood or abused. Yeshua quoted it when he said, Is it not written in your law? I said, You are God's. This is from John chapter 10, verse 34. Does this mean that we are co-equal to God? Absolutely not. The Hebrew word Elohim, translated here as God's, is a generic word that has a host of meanings, ranging from God with a capital G, to God, lowercase g, and gods, plural, to judges, powers, mighty ones, etc. Yeshua used it to defend his claim of being the Son of God. The point of this passage is to remind us that even though we are children of God, we are also mortal. Well, why is all of this important anyway? Despite what our culture tells us, humans are distinctly different from animals. We are a part of God. Both you and I have the very breath of God breathed into us, a portion of God himself that animates us differently than the beasts of the field. Not only do we have an advanced level to communicate and reason, but we have a divine soul that animates us. We are driven by a constant exchange between our flesh and our soul. We can choose to represent our Father, Hashem, the Lord, or our Mother, the Earth. We can debase ourselves to become more akin to animals through our speech and actions, or we can elevate ourselves to become more akin to our Creator through our speech and actions. Our actions make us reflections of the one we imitate. When our choices are animalistic, we loosen our connection with our Creator and thus become a reflection of the beasts of the field. But when our choices are godly, we strengthen our connection with our Creator and thus become a reflection of Him. Have your choices made you more like God or more like an animal? What choices or actions do you want to change that can help you become the reflection of God on this earth that your Heavenly Father desires? Are you enjoying the 5-Minute Torah Podcast? Want to share these 5 minutes of Torah with others? Please help spread the word by liking, sharing, and reviewing this podcast. You can also grab the printed version of Volume 1 or Volume 2 from Amazon. Perfect as a gift or for your Shabbat table. 5-Minute Torah. We've got you covered.